¡Órale! Nice. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. I'm Jorge Georgi Martín and uh, one of my primos, uh, Ricky Torres, is here. Uh, uh, Primo Hector is off celebrating his birthday. So uh, before we get into our special guest, I just want to remind everybody, check out our website at FamiliaFFB.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FamiliaFFB. And on our Facebook page, give us a like uh, at, at the Familia FFB Facebook page. Well, uh, Hector's off camping, so we weren't kidding. Our Familia so takes camp. All that talk about that we had the other week. Yeah, you got excited, so he, he booked a trip to go celebrate his birthday. But uh, we got a special guest joining us today. Uh, we've got he's coming to us from the mean streets of Sonoma County, oh, but man. but really he is uh, straight from Antelope Valley, AV, Puro Lancaster. <laughs> my neck That's of the woods right. yep right. he's he's been in the league he's been in our league since its inception he's been in la familia since his inception because he <laughs> is primo numero uno uh bienvenidos to my primo nico gutierrez Woo! thank you yeah yes he is the, he is the first of us 40 grandchildren Right, number one in your heart and number one on the list, and that's twenty boys, twenty girls. So that's amazing. That is it really got split down like that? Yep, yep. right it down was, the middle. It was thirty. It was twenty-seven, or what was it? It was uh, seventeen to twenty, and then we had boy, boy, boy. So it kind of caught it up. So um, yeah, that worked right. out nicely. But uh, no, it's good to be here. And um, Hector couldn't be here, so I'm the DH, which is a different Hector, I guess. Is that what it stands for? So <laughs> that's, that's what I'll be doing. But uh, no, I've been listening in and. Uh, it's been fun to listen and get some knowledge and, uh, I'm honored to be asked to come in and fill in and kind of give my opinion and what I know. But, uh, if anything else, just to hang out with my cousins, cause that's what it's all about, right? Oh, yeah. that's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to come back. So I got to say nice things, you know? <laughs> well, Nico, tell us about yourself uh, a little bit about, uh, what you do for a living. Yeah. So, um, Nico Gutierrez and I live up in Sonoma. I'm originally from Southern Cal, but. Went to school, Cal Poly, Central Coast, and then uh, I was up in Northern California. So I ended up in wine country, which has been great. Um, I'm an insurance broker, which means I help companies get their health insurance and maintain it. So uh, insurance is very boring. So I have another company, which is called Cork Toss, which works out great in wine country because it's a uh, uh, cornhole, but with wine glasses in a board game and you toss corks. So uh corktoss.com if you want to go check it out but uh i started that with another uh cousin juan juan ramon and uh no it was a fun project but we did get 16 million views on our kickstarter so that was very exciting it's got to get popular dude i just saw like the american cornhole league on tv the other day so i'm sure i mean just yeah check out cork toss everybody yeah on sports yeah we need some we need live sports yeah sports centers was uh was it, it was cornhole and NASCAR. That was the only two things going on. So they were doing highlights all day long on each one. So I saw that one. But, uh, but no, it's uh, good to be here. And again, I'm one of the fantasy football originals. I think I was in one of the originals. Niners yes, fan, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, no. But and our 2011 good. champion, Nico. That's right. I came in hot and I fizzled out since then. I've come close. I mean, down to the wire a couple times. But, you know, I figured 2020 is my year. So we'll see what happens. Well, we yeah, have, I have I have two second places too, Nicole, but I don't count them. So <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. Right. Well, my 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 one and only second place was uh, against Nico. They called that the old school final in 2011, where I was, and this was hilarious. Nick, I was my team was just rolling on Christmas, so the the final was happening, the the Christmas, and then the, the Christmas was a Sunday. And then Monday night football was happening the next night. And I was I was up. I thought it was easy. 14 points. Nico had a rookie receiver going on Monday night football. It was in New Orleans. It was it was Falcons at Saints, but unfortunately that rookie, was receiver, the rookie receiver. Oh, he happened to be Mr. Julio Jones. Oh. Yeah. Right <laughs> in the schoolyard. That's yep. Right. And he went for 
eight. I, I went. I went and looked that up today. He went for eight catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. And Nico ended up beating me by a couple points. So he's held that. He's held that over me. But uh, uh, Ricky and Nico, you guys had your your uh, an interesting final. Oh yes, yeah. Nico. I'd like to let you say how it felt from your side because I loved it. I was down by I think like 16 points. He had two wide receivers. I had. Derek Carr and a kicker, and uh, Nico, what happened? Well, we were pretty much tied up, but I had two wide receivers. I had Crabtree, which at that year was killing him, and then I also had uh, Ash Ashon Jeffries. And Ashon Jeffries. All I needed was one point or a couple points because I figured, but you weren't doing well, so all I needed was then a half a point, and then all I needed was one tenth of a point. I got zero points from my top two wide receivers. To lose by 1.7 points, which was just heartbreaking, and I had the whole whole thing. Glorious. Yeah, so it was Christmas uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. It was so Christmas was Day. There. It was yeah. Christmas Day. We were all together watching that one. Yeah, God, and that so was great. I lost, and then I had to walk out, and they were all chanting as I walked by. They're like, "Shame, shame, shame, <laughs> shame." It's pretty, pretty sad. And you know what? That's what is probably the best thing about the fantasy football is getting to to be together the final especially the championship week we all get to see each other give our final opinions and then boom yeah i mean i think georgie asked me like what's your favorite thing about fantasy football and i think it's the chicks no there's no chicks in fantasy football <laughs> um no it's just uh it's the work you get direct response what you put in you, you get out what you put into it so it's great and then well, you're uh, putting in crap lately no, when you get the championship, it's at the end. It's like all you have is leftovers in the drawers. Like, what am I going to make out of this? You know, because you can't draft after you know the championship. So, you know, you got to make sure you maintain. But uh, no, it's fun. It's uh, it's skill and it's luck. And that, the luck part's the best part of it all because you don't know what's going to happen. So, playing a little football bingo with your family. So, so something that I know about you, Nico, is you you like to gamble or you you gamble from time to time. Do you incorporate your gambling research into fantasy football? I do. And uh, one thing is I, I'm part of a, a pick em where you pick every game, but you have to do the spreads. And at first I used to just, uh, you know, whatever feels good, but you have to do some studying. You have to figure out who's where and where they're going to play. And, you know, if they're on fire, if they're hurt, the weather, you know, all that stuff. I used to never think about that stuff, but now I do. And uh, one year out of, it's like a hundred guys, but uh, I'm way ahead. I actually do pretty well. Second half. I'm terrible in the first half. I think I went two out of 14 on the first week last hey, week. Hey, I know. It's like, Miko, what did you pick so we can bet against you? So that would make <laughs> some money. But but no, I think uh, gambling's, uh, you know, if you study it, then you can go. And, you know, football, there's some games that you just sit there and go, this is obvious. And it comes through. It's like, that was a no-brainer. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And, I, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it. But the whole gambling thing, I, I think it's going to open up in California. But uh um, I, you know what I remember, Nico. One of my favorite years was when you used to call the person like every Monday night and tell them <laughs> you have seven days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That I don't. Nice. I, I don't remember if that was the year you made it to the championship or what, but I think, I think it, was. it was. I think it was. It was the year <laughs> you didn't get the championship, but you made it. Yeah. yeah, that move that movie came out, the Japanese movie where they said you have seven days the phone call. So <laughs> I used to love doing it early in the morning and it was like, oh, okay, whatever. That's tradition, I knew when, right? I knew when it was uh, yeah, I knew when it was my turn. And Nico, tradition, you know, you you've you've helped start some familia traditions. What are uh, any favorite memories? Any favorite familia memories? Oh god, I'm trying to remember. I'm I'm old now, so I can't remember anything. I was thinking I thought the Vikings were still in uh, in Cleveland, right? No, <laughs> well, Nico, you were the one who really started us to make uh, rediscover the song Suavecito, and now it ends up getting played at all our familia weddings. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I said that I started that, and I got called out and said, no, you didn't. I'm like, I thought I did. You know, we got, but uh, that's always a great tradition. And then, uh, God, what else? I'm trying to think. I'm going to tell doing... people you didn't bring it up. I'm going to say, no, it wasn't Nico. He's lying. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have to next uh, next time I'll get you guys a list of the things that we do because, uh, I mean, we have stuff. Remember, we used to open presents at Christmas Eve at midnight. Oh, we used yeah. like to gamble. What happened to the poker to the Tripoli? 
Yeah, the blackjack. Yeah. You start the illegal gambling up again, guys. <laughs> I think once we can get back together and and start start getting together, I think we got to start the gam the 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 face to face gambling again. The friendly. Well, I I figure we should do some high stakes lotteria. I mean, we could get in there and you know twenty bucks for each game. It'd be intense. That's well, we know. Idea. We'll we'll throw that in. Yeah, we know who has the ill football card. Well, Nico, you know we've got one of the one of the favorite segments of this that uh, of this show is our cheese man segment. So we're gonna talk about uh, this is where we talk about some news. And Nico, you you brought up talking about uh, some news that has to do with gambling. Yeah, actually, I was gonna talk about this. Perfect timing. So yeah, um, as I mentioned it to you guys earlier, but it was on the news and it's out there now. But uh, there and I thought about this because DraftKings, the stock was going through the roof, and a couple other ones, and it's because those guys are ready to go ahead and take, uh, you know, sports betting to the next level, and everyone, all the states are going to need the money. I mean, you already have 22 states right now that have legalized gambling after they passed the law that the Supreme Court said that you know that you were it's allowed to do it, and you couldn't uh, allow just one state to do it, which was Las Vegas, but the rest of them couldn't. So. Um, they're going to do it. They do it in 22 states. And California, there's actually a, 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 they're trying to get a bill put together, which they tried last year, but I think it's going to get traction because uh, Assemblyman out of uh, Merced and then Napa. So it's kind of two different places, but they're going to go ahead and introduce it. They're going to get the signatures. And I don't think that'll be a problem. And then it'll be on the November ballot. And I think if it, if it passes, they can do it as soon as January. So, and this is only for online betting? No, this is for sports betting. So you can go, the way they're going to do it is uh, you can go to either one of the casinos, which is the Indian casinos, or you can go to a racetrack. But they're going to incorporate online that goes through them. So you'll be able to do it as long as you're in the state of California. If you cross over the border to Arizona, can't do it. But uh, yeah, so you'll be able to do online betting. Okay. And uh, California is for Californias, basically. Right. We can't, right. It's not like we can bet on the MGM website because they're in Vegas. Right. If you actually have it and you go over the border in California, it, it knows it and you're not allowed to do the bet. You literally have to go back across the border to go ahead and use it. The GPS is that accurate. So, uh, but yeah, so they're trying to actually add uh, craps and roulette to the, the bill. And it's like, dude, don't do that. Just stick with it. Do the sports betting. And then a little at a time, a little at a time. Exactly. Then I can get my eight game parlays and put $5 down and win left and right, you know? Because you know, you know, Nico, Nick the Greek. I'm Nico the Mexican. That's what it is. <laughs> well, I, I want to warn you, Nico. I want to let you know one one really bad bet is going to be the 49ers this year. Because oh, it I looks don't know like uh, Debo Samuel suffered a uh, a Jones fracture, and he's expected to be out anywhere from 10 to 16 weeks. So I mean, I don't know. This makes me feel like the Niners got nobody. Yeah, they got Jalen Hurt, they got Ayuk, but I don't know. This me to me, I would stay away from the 49ers real bad. I just have one thing to say: Kittle down the middle all day long. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. That's gonna be yes. the only one. They're gonna need somebody. All right. So, so Nico the Mexican is going to do his first prediction. Uh, last year, the Raiders they're gonna repeat again. They're gonna have all the hype. They're gonna be great. But they are not going to cover the spread for the first five games. So I'll repeat it. They are not going to cover the spread. And on the opposite, Arizona is going to cover the spread for the first five games. So that's my prediction right there. And That's uh, a beer bet right there. That's <laughs> right. That. I'm, right. I'm putting that one down, Nico. That's a, that's a beer bet right there. Super bet. random, but I'll take it. I, yeah. I have a feeling I, I I worry about this this one because now all of a sudden the 49ers are going to try and rely on a bunch of young receivers who haven't been haven't become established like Samuel was on his way to becoming I thought he was on his way to being established as a legit stud and now I think what's going to happen is they're going to rely even more on the running game and uh, you know they were one of is three Is that a good thing for Mustard <laughs> then? The I mean I don't want to say it's a good thing but does that increase Mustard's value you think? I, I I don't know. I, I the 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 thing is they they ride the hot hand. So I, I 
you know, Jarek McKinnon is there now who catches the ball. So maybe he gets some of the catches that, that Debo, that Debo and Coleman is still there. Nico, you know, you saw that running game. I mean, how, how important was Samuel to making that running game, uh, be, you know, be so effective? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, it's the yards after catch, you know, the yak. I mean, these guys are fantastic and you got to remember a lot of these guys that just took off were on the practice squad for the Niners and they came in and they just killed it. And the wide receivers, Debo Samuels, who's this guy? They, the Niners are very good at uh, fielding a great practice squad, knowing that these guys could play. And if they can't, they teach them. And they, they've done it. They brought them in. I mean, how many wide receivers have spread out? You've got five guys catching over 50 yards. It's like, it's crazy. And Kittle, how many times did Kittle get shut down? He wasn't shut down. It's just because they were putting it everywhere else. So that's Garoppolo's going to just, you know, he, he has a lot of receivers. And a lot of running backs that can also catch. So, that's <laughs> right. So, you, you feel the love? I feel the I love think that. Jimmy G is garbage, and <laughs> you are gonna see just the the typical Super Bowl slump. That's just what you gotta expect, Nicole. I get it. You're in San Fran, but I mean, uh, not not this year. They got they're gonna take a seat big time this year. Way too much competition in their division. Just yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I, Who's he going to throw to? Two young guys? Jimmy G just – he's not that great of a quarterback. So, I don't know. I don't see him dealing with adversity very well. All right. Well, and I the bet thing with, the Niners do better than the Chargers this year. Ooh, beer bet. Beer, beer bet. Yes. I'm putting that one in. That you so we're back of Monkish, and you give me uh, – you had to stand in line for me at Russian River. <laughs> oh okay you got to go down to stone brew and get one of each one and drive it down from san diego up yeah oh my goodness i'm mijo hey all right well one thing one thing about samuel I, one last thing on on samuel he you know i i'm worried a little bit about every time a receiver gets a foot injury anything lower leg and i you know i i found out that Sammy Watkins had a Jones fracture and it basically took him two years to recover from it. He was always getting, you know, he got a, a re-injury and then he ended up having to, having to have another surgery. Julio Jones had a season wiped out 2013 where he missed 11 games because of this kind of, because of this type of, type of fracture. So that, 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 that to me, I, I'm, I'm passing on Samuel on draft day, and you know I'm gonna Ooh. let somebody else take a, take a shot at him, even if he oh, is yeah, close definitely. to coming back. Even if he is close to coming back for week one, don't expect him back because if you want to know what the injury, it's a break right on the. If you think of the side of your foot, right in the middle, that long bone right at the end of it, closest to you, that's the part that broke. And just think about how much weight you gotta do just to 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 explode. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude's not going to be that explosive for right now. So no one's drafting him. No one's drafting any 49ers, right, everybody? No, right. except for Kittle. I'm drafting Kittle. Yeah, you can draft Kittle. I think, see, now I'm like Kittle. Ah, I, like the, I like the Kittle down the middle. <laughs> What's the name of that injury? What do you call it? The Jones? Jones. Jones fracture. And that's or, because or, as, Joe... or in Spanish, it would be Jones. Jones. But is it because Jones is the first one to get it, or what's the... Uh, history on that. You, you let us know when you figure that out, Nico. We'll, we can look that <laughs> well, up. Well, no, because well, I saw the they, ESPN did an interview. They they interviewed the second guy to get the Tommy John surgery, and they're like, "Oh, you missed it by one minute because you know, because <laughs> God, they could have called it after you, but you were the second guy, so now it's you got the Tommy John surgery. So you got the Nico injury. Oh, oh. the Nico injury is the worst." <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure out how, where it got the name Jones fracture, but uh, you know also a little news that just came in. Dak Prescott looks like he's signing his franchise tag for thirty one point four million. Looks like we're you know is our national nightmare now over? You know it wasn't co- it wasn't coronavirus. It was actually is Dak Prescott going to resign. Horrible. I don't even, I don't even think that's anything anyone in America cares about. Nah, they probably a lot of people are Cowboys fans, but. It's a lot of money, thirty-one point four. Uh, do you think he can get, you know, his four-year deal? Cowboys want to give him five. Uh, I can see why he doesn't want five. He doesn't want to keep getting franchise tagged after that, and he'll be in his 
you know, 33 by the time he can get out of there. So I think it's a good thing. The Cowboys can kind of push the, put the drama behind. But, I mean, now technically Dak this year is going to be playing for the contract. So maybe that boosts his play up. I was already down on him, but I don't know. Maybe you guys just got hotter for him. Nico, well, your brother got him last year. How do you feel about Dak? Well, actually, I got Dak, and then I traded him for Kyle, oh, Kyler Murray. That's what it was. I traded him for that, So, um, which I shouldn't have traded Kyler Murray away. But, uh, you know, um, he, he didn't do very well. He was there. and <laughs> yeah, I like to blame the line, that there was no line for him to be there, and the wide receivers couldn't catch. But he just he didn't have a rhythm. Like Kyler Murray, that guy had a, he had a nice little rhythm to him. Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, you know, Dak Prescott being a guy who's I I think he's still going to have a a good year. Uh, And the good thing is there's not going to be any holdout talk. He's going to be in camp. And it's just let's let's just, you know, nothing to see here. He'll probably sign his extension at some point and then and then get it over with. Jerry Jones likes to I think he likes the art of the negotiation because he seems to take these negotiations down to the wire. I mean, he did it with Emmett Smith 25 years ago. So, you know, this is no news with him, but, you know, yeah, Zeke, he did that last year. You know, uh, of course, I'd love to do training camp in Cabo, too. So we'll (laughs) see. Dak was the rare quarterback who was pretty good, who was was, was very good on his rookie year. Maybe not starter worthy, even though he did take uh, Manny in our champion to the championship in our league. Sorry, Ricky. But uh, but, you know, one of the things that we've looked at is the it's the second year QB. And, you know, I've always been fascinated with how the quarterback so fascinated with the second year. So fascinated. I'm I'm obsessed with the second year. Well, one of the things like I looked at two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, John Elway and Peyton Manning. In their first years, they were both garbage. I mean, John Elway, these were his numbers. He had he he played 11 games. 1663 yards he had a completion rate of 47.5 granted this is 1983 so things are a little different a lot different but he threw seven touchdowns and 14 interceptions i mean it was just and then the second year he he totally turned it around peyton manning he set the he set the nfl record for most rookie interceptions throwing 28 in his year he threw it for 3700 yards but i mean he just did not look good didn't even hit 60 percent in completion rate next year he jumps his yardage to over 4,100. He his TDs stayed stayed at 26. Went down to 15. So, I, I'm always fascinated with that second year. If a, I feel like if a guy, especially a quarterback, is gonna is gonna take that leap into being an elite guy, it's gonna happen in the second year. So, we got six quarterbacks. Unless you're Tim Tebow. Unless you're Tim Tebow. <laughs> well, you know that that's the thing. He didn't make the he didn't make the jump in his second year. But you know, so we had we got six quarterbacks who were looking like they're going to be the starters. So we're going to take two each, and and talk about kind of like their opportunity and look into the crystal ball and see if they're going to bust out this year. And so, you know, since Nico is primo numero uno, we're going to start off. You know, (laughs) kick us off, primo. Omaha, Omaha. All right. So I have two. So I'm going to start with Kyler Murray. I was just talking about him. And, you know, it's funny because you talk about, you know, the uh, Manning and Elway. Those guys were sit-in-the-pocket slow kind of guys. And as you hear over and over again, the NFL, so much faster than college. They come in, these defensive defensive linemen are running, you know, four sixes and stuff. So uh, Kyler Murray is coming in, and he's one of the fast quarterbacks, quick in the pocket, you know. It's kind of like that ended up being kind of a, oh, you know, that's so weird. When you first, you know, you, you first had Michael Vick and he was kind of like, wow, that's the new type of quarterback. And now you're talking about Lamar Jackson and, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But again, I think there's different, there's guys that are quick and can run and will take off and go ahead and do it. But then there's other guys that know how to avoid the tackle. That's the main thing is because these guys get hurt because they sit there and they think they can just go and, run it and forget that these guys are fast, but some guys have their head on a swivel. And Kyler Murray was learning it, and I think he did well. I mean, 3,700 yards in this rookie year. Um, you know, he had a decent running back, but, you know, it's like he didn't really have it, and his wide receivers it seemed like they weren't really there for him. But I think, you know, he learned a lot. 
and he had to run a lot, and he passed the ball a lot. And that's the other thing is a lot of guys would sit there and get scared. He sat in the pocket. He actually wanted to throw the ball, and he tried to do it. So um, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's probably going to get Lamar Jackson type of numbers. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that or what. But Highly disagree, but I'll tell you why in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, um, but I mean, he's basically got, uh, he's got, he lost his running back. Who, who am I thinking of? Um, oh, David Johnson. David Johnson's gone now, but you know, and everyone's like, oh, how could you lose him? But he didn't really do much. He just kind of sat there and. You know, he's like he ran, but it seemed like he was always running into people. It's like you got to go Kenyon out there. Drake actually looked really hot last year at the end of yeah, the season. So Drake, I mean, Drake was a great pickup, and if you had him on your bench, it's kind of like now. It's like you know, there you'll be able to take off and do that. I mean, I have a feeling they're probably going to add uh, Kirk. I thought was going to be great wide receiver, uh, and he is. He just didn't get a chance to do it. And the line is actually a good line, and I think they're going to improve on that. But I think. Uh, Murray's going to have more of what he looked like when he was playing college ball over Oklahoma. Uh, and again, he throws the ball great. I mean, he's he's an excellent baseball player, which, you know, he can throw the ball. And it's just the accuracy, I think, is there and shows with, you know, him as a quarterback. Let's not forget the big upgrade, DeAndre Hopkins. True, yes, true. Sorry. And something I like about baseball players uh, when they're quarterbacks is they know how to slide. They don't always have to take the hit. They know how to slide and get low. It's like something Russell Wilson trained a lot on, but you can tell in some quarterbacks do not know how to slide, So, and it saves them from getting injuries. So I think Kyler Murray's smart. I love they got the new weapons, DeAndre Hopkins and Kenyon Drake. Uh, and, I, I mean, 3,500 3, yards or 3,700 yards is right. incredible to have. That's way more than Lamar Jackson had last year. I think Lamar had like 2,000. Uh, Lamar was a runner. So I don't think uh, Kyler cares to run as much as Lamar, but I think he's definitely a guy you're going to want on your team. He's yeah. like the third best, I think, by far, if he can uh, play out to his potential. Yeah, if he hits his potential, he's going to be he's going to be top three run quarterback. With those yeah. weapons, easily. Yeah, I mean yeah. forty five. I mean he's got forty five hundred. I think he's got forty five hundred yards and thirty plus TDs waiting to happen for him if his offensive line takes a step forward they did they signed some guys and and uh drafted a drafted an offensive tackle from houston he there i think i, I think they're re- he's ready to bust i, I mean i'm bust out no, sorry not bust <laughs> yeah. busting loose uh no. he's ready to bust a move yeah he's ready to bust a move he, he he's he's gonna be he's a special talent i looked at some film of him today and he was just he, he throw he throws such a pretty ball and it looks so effortlessly, and boom! It's just got—it's a frozen row, forty yards, and 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 then he's got a little—he's—I think he's got to work a little bit on his touch passes because he was trying to throw a lot with velocity, but uh, and and especially in the running, I think the one place where he's—he's gonna—I think he's gonna have a better year than Lamar Jackson throwing the ball because I think they're gonna—they're gonna be more of a uh, throw <laughs> throwing oriented team. I don't think he'll get close to the 1,200 yards that that Lamar Jackson had, but you know he had 544 yard rushing yards last year that without really seeming like he needed needed to do anything di- uh, different. So I mean that could be six seven hundred yards right there, and then add some TDs that way. So he's gonna be uh, uh, he's 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 flying off the draft boards right now. He's QB six. He's get he's going to the fourth round. So he's gonna be. Uh, uh, I hope he gives everybody a return, and he needs to have a special season to give that kind of, a return on that kind of investment. Would you rather I mean, have uh, Murray or Dak? Wow. I think I'd I, I had both of them. So, <laughs> yeah, Nico, who would you have? Nico, who would you want? I'll just tell you who who actually showed up, and it was Kyler Murray. I mean, Dak, Dak got like one point one time. It's like, what happened to you? And then also the next day, uh, whereas Murray was consistently like in at least nineteen points. You know, it's like this guy was solid every time. And you give him uh, Hopkins, it's just going to be crazy. And then Fitzgerald's still there, which is always and then Christian Kirk. The other thing is, you add a tight end, and that's what they need. If they get a great tight end, because that's the a scrambling quarterback, the best friend is a tight end, because then they leave him alone once he gets out of the pocket. And I got to tell you, 
Kyler Murray will sit there and see the opening right away. He's like the newscaster who's like, oh, look at that hole. These other guys wait until it's too late. But he takes off and he runs, he walks into these touch these end zones because he sees it and he just gets in there and he doesn't get hit. And it just it's not that he's sitting there, you know, he's scared, but he just knows how to take off right away. He's not doing it because he's scared, he just sees the hole and he hits it. Well, when you were speaking of tight ends, Dan Arnold is the tight end in uh, in Arizona, and he had some good plays there at the end of the season after they picked him up from uh, basically the practice squad from the Saints. So he's he's a guy to keep an, keep an eye on, maybe a streamer or maybe a guy you pick toward the end of the draft Definitely if you don't want to. Yeah. Or a guy you don't want to you don't want to spend, a, a, you know, an early pick on tight end. You want to wait on tight end. He, he's a guy to keep in mind. Um, right. All right. But yeah. Oh, to as far as I'm concerned, Kyler or Dak, it's kind of a flip of a coin, but I'm going to go slightly toward Kyler because I think he I think that ru- the rushing numbers are and the TDs are going to go up. And I think that's going to be the different the, the little difference between the two guys. Ricky, did, did we have Did we have your uh, your call on between the two of those? Oh, I would definitely. I, I'm not a Dak fan. I can't believe you would even expect me to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, my, well I, I, I'm expecting you to answer the next one. Who's who's our next QB on the uh, on the hit parade? Gardner Minshew. And everyone knew about Minshew mania. He was super hot in the beginning. DJ Chark. Uh, he, I'm not gonna lie, he pissed me off because I had uh, who was the the I think it was D.D. or who's the the other oh, wide receiver? D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook. I had him. I was expecting him to do great things with Foles. All of a sudden, here comes Minshew, takes over with him and Chark, and they just tore it up in fantasy. So he slowed down later. But Jay Gruden, the O.C., the, uh, the offensive coordinator, loves him. He says he's accurate. He's tough. He's a great leader. And they got rid of Foles, and now it's just him. They're dedicating the whole team to Minshew. I love the weapons. I love Leonard Fournette, and I love Chark. I love D.D. Westbrook. Uh, he's got Tyler Eifert as a tight end, who's a strong tight end. So I feel like he's got great weapons, strong, sturdy weapons, and that's how I feel about the team. They're very sturdy. They're not flashy, but they can be. Uh, but I think this is perfect for Minshew. It's it, He's accurate, and he's on a team that's – Kind of going to be flying under the radar the whole season. Because last year, they didn't suck, but they just couldn't win any games. So They, they sucked. So. Nico, you getting your jean shorts ready for and, and mustache for Gar- Minshew Mania? <laughs> I am. I just I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, where did he go to school? Uh, what, Washington State. Okay. Oh, that's right. He was a cougar. Uh, right. But it's, <laughs> it's funny because... And this is probably for a whole other segment, but uh, the, the quarterback from a small school, I mean, it's just like it's happening more now than ever. Like, was it Josh Allen was Wyoming? And uh, it's just these random schools that people are coming from. Like, you know, um, I kind of try to remember back, Tony Romo came from Eastern Illinois. And yep. uh, Carson Wentz came from North Dakota State. And it's starting to happen more and more where you get these guys coming out of like, where? Uh, but it's great. I mean, not just here, but also in, uh, in college uh, basketball and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Minshew, I'd love to see him do great, but I don't think he's going to. He doesn't have the legs. He kind of he doesn't remind me of Philip legs because Philip Rivers was the worst. Uh, <laughs> but he definitely reminds me of someone you don't want to see running. But the guy's not scared, and he averaged for every 500 yards, he would throw one interception. So that's mad accuracy. Even if he throws a few more this coming year, as long as he throws more yards and gets more TDs, the dude's going to be pretty good to own. And he's, I, I don't even see people drafting him in their first. So if you're in like a two QB league, you could easily get this guy to be your third QB because no one will be watching. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't he, know which mustache I like better. Is it the owner's or his? You know? <laughs> oh, the owner. The owner, come on, that looks like that's a Dick Dastardly kind of no, kind of mustache. <laughs> the one thing they just about, need to fix their own line because it was what number twenty six in the whole league last year. Yeah, Pro Football Focus uh, ranked it as number twenty six in the league last year. I mean, the, the thing with him is 
he doesn't look pretty when he runs the ball. He does. He, he makes up some yards. He got 344 yards rushing last year. So, you know, it's kind of sneak. He sneaks up on teams and uh, he, he is strong down below. So he's going to be, a, a, you know, he, he could be, a, I think he could be a guy who's a streamer option or a guy who, you know, that's second, maybe even your second QB in a two QB league. But um, I think he's ready to take a, jump, a, a step forward. And the one thing about him, and I, I've, I've talked about this before, I love quarterbacks who are playing with teams that don't have a very good defense because they're going to be throwing the ball. And True. I think he, I think he's, I think their defense is gone from what it was a few years ago when they went to the AFC Championship. So he's, yeah. uh, bless you. Uh, it, it's, uh, he's, I, I think he's going to have a lot of passing opportunities this year and that's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun to watch. And you know what? Yeah. Jorts, get the jorts going. Uh, every, everybody, everybody get yours. But, uh, and, and so he's going to be a value late in drafts. Another guy who's yeah. valued late in drafts is, is the guy I'm, I'm taking, uh, Drew Locke for the Denver Broncos. He's right now going QB 25, uh, on four for four.com. And, uh, you know, going in like the 17th round. So depending on how league, how long your league is going, he might be on the free agent waiver wire. The, the, I, 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 one of the last episodes I did talk about the fact that I'm worried about the Denver offense and, uh, and being overrated just because they're relying so much on young guys. They've got so many yeah. young, re- young receivers that they drafted, <laughs> Drew Locke, you know, they're basically giving him the, the 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 giving him the offense and taking away the net. You know, after five games, I think John Elway saw what all he wanted, and he's giving the guy every, every you know, he's giving the guy the keys and saying, "Okay, go for it, Mijo." So uh, Drew Locke, he's got a he's got a good arm. I, I, I watched some tape on him. His footwork's, you know, hopefully gets ironed out a little bit more. His feet seem to get tangled up underneath him. He's got a good arm. And, uh, you know, I think he's got to learn, find a little touch because there were some balls that he just tried to zip in a little too much. But um, he's got great weapons. I mean, Cortland Sutton's a legit number one receiver. If Jerry yeah. Judy... Jerry Judy, t- uh, you know, is is that one or you know that ro- that rookie receiver that takes a step forward, that's gonna be good. The one thing that I noticed, he does look for Noah Fant a lot. So there's, a, you know, getting to be a little bit of a heat toward around Noah Fant uh, for in the fantasy community, and uh, it it really does look like Drew Locke was looking for him. Just the typical. And he still young- has Melvin Gordon. Yep. And Philip Lindsay, so he has, and he has a, one of the best lines compared to the guys we're talking about. He's got a way better line than those guys. Yeah, I mean, so, Gordon should so have a lot of everything stacked for him. Up. Nico, what were you going to say about the Bronco about Drew Lock? Uh, no, no, he's going to get a lot of uh, running back yards, passing yards to the running backs. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, Lindsey always had it, and then uh, Gordon. He, you know, he came back last year halfway through, and he just didn't do it. But you could tell, and now he's happy. He's somewhere, and I think he's going to just go off. So. No, I think I think Locke is. It, it, I, I hope he goes off because then all of a sudden that means that offense just you know starts singing, and so it's going to be a good thing. Another offense that looks like it's ready to jump is Nico. Nico, your turn. Talk talk to us. Offense. What are you talking about? Which offense? Well, with the with with the you know Daniel Jones. Oh, Daniel Jones offense. I thought we were going to go back to the Niners. I'm going to all about the Niners again. I'm so excited. <laughs> No, uh, no, I think Jones, uh, that was the thing. I mean, I was a big fan of Eli, and I just thought he didn't get a break. And I thought the line was terrible. You know, it wasn't really going to come in. But um, I realized that it wasn't the line. It was basically they just needed a better quarterback. So uh, Jones came in. I was very impressed. Again, he's one of those big quarterbacks. You can see over the line, great arm, and just had a good season. I mean, it was one of those things where he kind of – sat and watched like the traditional quarterbacks are supposed to do. And when he came in, he actually had a good game, you know, and you don't, you don't want to see Eli sit, but he did. And, you know, he was good about it. He helped out Daniel Jones. And I just think that uh, it was a tough year because of the whole thing and not knowing and everything else. But now that it's his, I think he's going to have, uh, you know, fantastic year. The guy's six foot five. I mean, he'll be able to do it. He's got an arm the length of the field. Uh, His numbers are good. It almost reminds me of a Big Ben with how big he is. Yes, but, exactly. And the guy, he looked hot at the end of the year. He had three monster games of four to five touchdowns. Uh, he made Darius Slayton look like a god. <clears throat> so I feel you. 
Uh, he, they didn't utilize Barkley as much, but Barkley was injured most of the year. So who knows what Jones could have done with a healthy Barkley. But yeah. I think you're right. Jones is definitely someone who I think it's obvious he's going to make a second-year leap. I don't think he's going to uh, increase his percentage that much. Uh, like, he's not going to have a huge jump, but he's definitely going to do better than last year for sure. Yeah, and I mean, in college, he was at Duke, another you know small university. Like, you know, where's this guy from? You know, he played. It's a good team, but he he didn't really come into his own until his probably his senior year. You know, he he slowly got into it, did the confidence, but he just did it. I think he's going to do that here. Now, second year, is this going to be his year? Like Ricky said, nah, I don't know. But um, you know, if you have a, a solid running game and you know you can pass it, he just needs to get some receivers. You know, when you lose your guys, you got to pick up more. So, but again, I, this is another situation where a tight end would really help out. You know, and. Um, I think you'll probably be passing more down the middle than you have in the past. Oh yeah, Evan Ingram. Well, Nico, you all, Evan Ingram. All he needs to do is stay healthy, because then he'd be he, he'd be really good. Nico, I know you also were talking about uh, telling us before the show how you really like Daniel Jones as a threat to run the ball. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things where you see these guys that run it, and it's kind of like you get scared. But he's such a big guy, and the thing about it is, is like he's very, you know, he's actually, you know. Pretty, you know, pretty good on his feet. You know, light tippy mm-hmm. toes, and then he gotta go, and he can run. He'll get that ten yards when you need it. And uh, he's a big guy. You know, he's again six foot five, two twenty one. But I think he's probably heavier than that. You know, when they, they list him out. But uh, um, he's gonna come in and uh, he'll do it. But uh, again, I'm just worried that he's gonna get used to doing that. And you know, two twenty one. Somebody's coming kind of three hundred and fifty. That's faster than you. Is gonna hit you, and that's just gonna be tough. So. But uh, he'll score some touchdowns. He'll get it in there. And New York is is a city. It's a great football team. And I think if he can get, you know, behind them and all that and get excited and get into the, you know, uh, into the hype of what New York is, I, I think he'll do well. Again, Duke University, you know, they are all about their teams and everything else. And I think New York will be that way. But you got to win. New York's all behind you, but you got to win. Yeah, I think the one, th- and he's got a tough st- start to the schedule, but I think he's going to be fun to watch. I don't, uh, I don't know how much winning they're going to do because I think their defense is still going to be pretty bad this year, which I think, you know, for a fantasy, I think it may, yeah. it, it helps Daniel Jones a lot because he's just going to be throwing the ball all over the place. One of the right. things he seems to, uh, you know, he fumbled a lot. He led the league with uh, eight fumbles last year. So hopefully I think he was talking about like trying to get stronger in the off season to avoid fumbling as much. He's, uh, I think he's a guy, you know, those 24 touchdowns he threw last year, I think that could that could end up creeping up toward the high 20s. Hopefully his interceptions stay down. Uh, but again, you know, I, I, Ricky, you mentioned it, the, the connection with Darius Slayton was really good there at the end of the season. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, a lot, and the other thing is the secondaries in the NFC East in Dallas, Washington and Philly are, none of them really got big upgrades. Philly did add Darius Slay, but you know, if it, it, I think there's going to be six games right there where he's going to have a lot of a lot of opportunity to throw the ball. But, uh, you know, since we're staying in the let's stay in the NFC East, Ricky, you got you got the next one. I got a very, very sneaky pick, something that this guy isn't even getting drafted in some and he shouldn't, to be honest with you. But if you can get him in the free agency, Dwayne Haskins of uh, the team in Washington, D.C. that needs to change their name. Anyway, so he last season he got 1,300 yards. Not the best quarterback, but he did show flashes here and there. And he's got Scary Terry. I love Scary Terry, someone who I definitely think is going to have a second-year breakout as long as Dwayne Haskins can. Dwayne Haskins has all the all the meat to be a good QB. He just doesn't have the brain right now. He's been slower uh, to process things. Uh, he's been inaccurate, but the second he gets rolling in games and moving out, he actually uh, can make good plays. He just needs to more practice. And with Ron Rivera coming in to coach them, I think uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to be very sneaky. Their running game is going to be very sneaky as well with Geis, and uh, they still have Adrian Peterson, right? Someone yep. over there. See, mm-hmm. So it, he just plays for a crappy football organization, I feel like, because – they're not giving him any weapons. Richard Rodgers, who is that? I don't even know who that is. That's their tight end. So, and the wide receiver behind Scary Terry, who is it? It's, uh, Sims. Uh, Steven Sims. 
But not even like who's that? The only good one they have is Quinn, and right. hopefully Quinn can. Uh, he's like a a sleeper for a lot of people. Hopefully he can play well. But other than that, he's got, he doesn't have very many weapons. If they gave him some, I, I would definitely tell you Haskins needs to be drafted. But I still think he's gonna have a, a big second year bump because he had the same numbers as uh, Jared Goff his rookie year. So there's definitely this is a cross my fingers because I want Scary Terry to get mad yards. So I'm gonna put money on Dwayne Haskins. Ooh. Nico, what do you think? Uh, you know I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's the second year. That's the thing. That's why, this, you know, we talked about it because what's going to happen the second year and are the numbers really going to be there? Um, I don't know. I mean, it all depends on what you think. Like, why, why didn't they produce first year? But, uh, again, we I, shall see. Rick, Ricky's done pretty well, so I, I won't sit there and say I don't think so. But, you know, we'll see. I, I just feel like I need him to do well because I want Scary Terry to do well. So... That's really it. Dwayne Haskins has no one else on his team that I trust. Maybe guys. I do think I'll, I'll get him. But I don't know. I think he's going to be super sneaky. Just watch out, guys. Yeah, the maturity level is something that's going to have to be a uh, big improvement for him because, you know, there was, everybody is not, people are not going to let him, let uh, Haskins forget the fact that he was not on the field or he was off taking a selfie with a fan when there was still time left on the clock. So, you know, that's, that's something in a football crazed, uh, city like Washington DC is going to be something that they're not going to forget. So the maturity, there's been some questions about his work ethic. I mean, obviously that that's, that's not going to, that that's not going to be tolerated with. Sounds fun to me. Oh, it sounds like a blast. It sounds like a blast. But uh, but when you're going to be the NFL quarterback, you know, can you imagine Peyton Manning or Tom Brady doing that? <laughs> the the CEO, the CEO quarterbacks? No, I think he. Uh, I, and you know what? The thing that I like is, you know, there was that hype video recently showing that that Haskins has dropped some weight. He's down to 218, and they were showing some some of the work that he's been doing. Physically, it looks like he will be able to do everything that needs to happen. And uh, I hope he makes the jump because, again, you're right. I want to see Terry McLaurin really be a guy who goes to for 12 or 1300 yards and, and, you know, gets, you know, 90 to 100 receptions, I think, to, to see that. And, that. and that would be interesting because there's the that's the Ohio State connection right there. So uh, and I'd rather have him. Than the guy who you're about to talk about. Oh yes. Uh, so I, I drew I drew the short straw and I get to talk about Jarrett Stidham, the New England Patriots. Uh, exactly. Gin, Gin, Gin. Oh, that guy. I played with that guy. Uh, Laces Jared, out. Is that the yeah. <laughs> so Jarrett Stidham, he had a 50% completion rate last year because he threw only two, two pa- four passes and he completed two of them during the regular season. And one of them was an interception. You know, when I, I watched, I remember watching him at Auburn and I was not impressed. I didn't think his arm was that great. I thought, uh, I didn't think he was hitting uh, receivers in stride. It was a lot of uh, balls where the guys were, were getting hit as the at, you know as they were stopped jump which, balls yeah and uh but then you know i looked at some video some more video in auburn and then i looked at some of the preseason video from last year you know he he was he was fairly decent on the short to intermediate throws i think he's uh the the thing i the thing that's interesting to me is kind of like the reason why i will never write off jared goff is the fact that he's going to be in a system that just doesn't seem to fail you know, everybody in 2008, it looked like, you know, people were like, you know, uh, you know, everybody was, I mean, que paso, que paso, que paso, everything, you know, the whole world was falling apart when Tom Brady tore, tore up his knee on in opening game. And then Matt Castle came in, had a, had a really good season, almost took the and They went 11 and five. So. I, I look at Stidham and I'm like, well, Josh McDaniels is there. Is Belichick, the fact that he believes in him, that has, that's just what has me thinking, you know, thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I'd use a, use a draft pick on him. I think I might let him pass. And then maybe, you know, if, if, if I wanted to grab him on the, uh, uh, waiver wire after week one, if he has a good week, but, uh, but I'm not, I'm not willing to write him off just because of the fact that, 
you know, because of Belichick and McDaniels and their system, and the fact that Stidham, Stidham I believe, was the, was ranked as the number one quarterback when he came out of high school, uh, and that was that was a year that uh, I think it might have been. No, it wasn't the same year as Mahomes. It might have been the same year as Mahomes because I think yeah. he had a redshirt in there. So, I, I think you're just you're just painting the sky to look pretty. I think everyone's doing that. Everyone's hopeful for him. I don't see why. I mean, if my career was two for four for 14 yards and an interception, I wouldn't have a job anymore. So, I mean, good for him. I'm happy he's going to lead the Patriots. I just think the Patriots didn't have any options they liked. So they'll go with him for now. If he does great, great. But it's like, I got no reason to think this is going to be a big year for for him. To me, this is still going to be his rookie year. So well, we could talk about him next year having a good second year. But to me, this guy doesn't even have that many big weapons. Yeah, Julian Edelman's there. But, I mean, the dude can't do anything, so you better put some good weapons around him. He's got very few weapons. He's got fewer weapons than Haskins. So I don't know. I don't like this guy. That's why he was the short straw. Nico, you ready to invest in Julian Edelman because of Stidham? You know, maybe. I mean, again, if you did like a DraftKings thing where you're kind of going and you don't have to spend that much money for them, that would be like, you know, a pretty good deal because Edelman down the middle and you still got White that can take the ball and run and all the other ones. I mean, there have been so many trades. I'm not even sure who's all left. Sony Michelle. Yeah. So um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. But again, um, when you're winning all the time, even when Brady goes down, you know, and I don't think Brady's going to do that well in Tampa Bay. So um, I think there's a lot of stuff that was done. Belichick did. And I, uh, hot I'm take, playing, hot take. I think it'll, I think they're going to probably win their first three games. So I'm going to say, Oh, is this the new new England? So no way you heard it here. First three games. Another beer bet from, from Primo Numero Uno. He always makes the worst bets. He always goes a little over the line. But he thinks he's being smart, but then he loses it all. I know Nico. I know Nico's bets. I've been to Sonoma plenty of times to see him cry in the morning for football because you his parlay didn't go through. You don't know me. So. But he definitely knows the betting line, so he's one to listen to there. But other than that, you put your chips in the wrong pile, man, all the time. All well, the time. You needed a miracle to beat Georgie for a championship. <laughs> well, the bet was with spreads, of course. Always with spreads. So never do the money line. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's my that's my two bits. Oh man, awesome. Well, uh, you know, gotta gotta say a big gracias to you know Primo Nico for being the designated Hector. Thank you, Nico. <laughs> Thank you. No. This is new to me. I didn't know, you know. I've come to give my opinion, my love. And my advice—that's all I got. Well, it's gonna be—it's there's gonna be other times where you're gonna be coming in, and uh, we're gonna have some fun and uh, down the road maybe with a mock draft, that's an, an all familia mock draft. So you heard it here first. But uh, bueno, everybody, eso es todo for our show. Uh, thanks, thanks again to Anchor for being our hosting network and for making our independent podcast available to the familia community. And please subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google, and a- anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, remember again, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, Twitter and Instagram at familia FFP. And uh, you know, again, thank you, Nico. Gracias, everybody. Thank you. And remember. Remember, everybody, todos somos familia. Adios, amigos. Bye.